You're listening to Epic Catharsis, Storytelling Do's and Don'ts, the podcast where an expert and an in-law discuss storytelling and how it could lead you to catharsis. Hi, I'm your host, Tyler. I'm your host, Kelly. And today we're going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of Pokemon once again. This is going to be our second episode in a row on this, but we are just so excited with all of these reveals that have been happened within the last two days and we just need to talk about them yes uh so i guess the main focuses for the first half of this episode are going to be they uh made some announcements with a release date on pokemon snap coming out on april 30th i think um then they they also announced brilliant diamond and shining pearl and of course Legends Arceus. Oh my gosh, there's so many new Pokemon games and material that is coming out within this year for the 25th celebration and in the years to come. And I'm just so excited for how this franchise as a whole is is churning into. And I'm I'm just I'm just so excited. Very much so. May I may I kick us off? Is that okay with you? Go for it. I want to start by talking about Legends Arceus, because last episode I mentioned that I was getting really bored with this formula that the Pokemon has been following for the last 25 years with the with the games. And that's not to say I haven't enjoyed the games. They have been a blast, and they will always be a part of my life. And as I get older and I have kids or something, I'll be going back and playing them, of course. But it looks like they are changing that formula with Legends Arceus, and it is the perfect time to do so. Because just like I said, to me, Pokemon has been getting really stale. And it looks so fresh and so new and beautiful and open world. Oh my god, the trailer looks so fun, and it's just reignited my excitement for the franchise. It's so fun because when you look at Pokemon, it has been in this kind of repetitive pattern. You know, we have these offshoot games of like Pokemon Snap coming out this year or Detective Pikachu. We have these little side games that the company comes out with and they all embody Pokemon a little bit, but we've never broken out of the main series games into a sustainable direction to catch Pokemon to have this world explored more than just they you're given a starter and you go through tasks A through C or whatever to become the champion at the end. We have a little bit of storytelling in some of the games like the newest one and Unova, Black and White, but we never get this sense of anything that's most to be more important than winning the like that's that's the point of the games. It's to be the best there is to win the championship. And I'm so excited for the possibility of an open world Pokemon game where there is no elite four. There doesn't seem to be a champion. It looks like it's all revolved around the mystery of Arceus, the quote unquote God of Pokemon. And what's it's like Pokemon has sort of become the hallmark of video games, where you can play the game and you know exactly what's going to happen next. 
and for some people that that has been a, a great comfort but for for people like me it has become a little stale and just first off the animation and the the graphics and the gameplay they look gorgeous they look beautiful in the trailers they look just and like breath of the wild they look a whole lot like breath of the wild i thought that too um but whatever are we surprised it's you know it's all nintendo but um i'm just so excited for the changing of that that plot formula because that's i don't play the games to be competitive or or to min max a party or whatever i play the games just to have a cute little story and escape for a couple of hours so i'm just i'm very excited you know we see these repetitive patterns in other games franchises such as the assassin's creed or within call of duty yet whenever you kind of break it down those game franchises have been trying to change little elements here and there to you know appeal to the staleness of their games and we're finally in my opinion seeing that from pokemon really taking a step into left field and I'm not just excited about this game because this is going to be the first chance of them doing open world. A lot of these new features are going to be brand new. But the most important thing to me is that, is this the staple going forward? What are they going to build on from this? We're finally getting what we want. So what are they going to be able to improve on and create even better? My speculation and my hope is that this is becoming the new Pokemon series. So, like, we had, you know, blue, green, red, yellow, ruby, sapphire, diamond, pearl, all this. And now we have Legends Arceus. So maybe we'll have Legends Palkia, or Legends Dialga, Legends Celebi, Legends Jirachi, Legends Deoxys. And because, I mean, really exploring the legends of all of these really in-depth or exploring the legends of all of these pokemon with really in-depth backstories would be so neat especially because it opens up a temporal format too like the pokemon series in the past has jumped from a region to region in real life we had europe like, we had the UK, we had Paris, we had America, we had Hawaii. But now, we have the feudal era. Maybe we'll have the future. Maybe we'll have some, uh, like, the Renaissance period. You don't, you don't know. Maybe they'll start exploring different time periods. And in my opinion, whenever we're looking at this, Arceus is so important because for those who never played the Delta episode of Arceus in the original Platinum Pearl and diamond events within gen four you know there, there were a lot of people who never got a chance with those limited opportunities online to play or however you got the the access code for it, the uh, azure flute i believe it was pokemon is allowing us to explore these creatures and give us a reason to care about this mythical pokemon and that's something that we haven't always seen like in the last few years especially for the 20th anniversary they did like every month they released a new mythical in some worldwide release event or you know legendary or something for a big special pokemon and it didn't really have any big backstory to it it was just here look at this cool pokemon it's a mythical we're not going to give you much about it 
or we're going to give you a few sentences about the history of it, but you just get it, and that's what you have. And that's kind of what we got with Zarud. I think we're going to get a movie about him, but this feels like a genuine game devoted to the mysteries of the lore of Pokemon outside of catching mechanics and winning tournaments. And the, it's, it's taking away the human aspect, and we're finally focusing on the Pokemon in my mind. And that's cool. That, and then I really like that it looked like it wasn't... You know, with the previous Pokemon games, you were always... It, they're, they're semi-open world, but, it, but they're always railroaded. Like, you always have a set path. But this looked truly sand... Not sandbox, but like really open world. A lot more options for exploration, which I also think is very cool. Half of what these games are about is exploring a new world. So I'm just pumped. I'm pumped. I mean, you have the possibility of side quests. And, you know, are we going to get to a point one day where, you know, we already have the leveling up mechanics for your Pokemon, but how more in-depth can we do that? You know what I mean? How in-depth can we get with the design of our characters and really turning this into a true RPG? I think it has great potential. Oh my gosh, if Pokemon makes a character builder, like a like character creation... That would be incredible. That's going to be sick. Also, Pokemon, I'm talking to you. Curly hair representation. It needs to be better. Step up your game. <laughs> so when we look at the other game that was released, what was it, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? Yes. That one is, the. that's what we've been wanting. That's the Gen 4 remakes. That's our... Diamond and Pearl Platinum remakes. However, it sounds like it's going to be super faithful Quote, to the faithful, original. Unquote. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, faithful to the original game. So we're going to end up with probably something that's going to be the exact same. It, you know, there will be a little bit better mechanics as far as the catching mechanics and maybe some battling stuff here and there. That's some updated systems, but for the most part, I don't think that we're going to get like we got. With Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, we got the introduction of Mega Evolution, something that came after Gen 3 into the remakes, but I don't think we're going to be getting anything like Dynamaxing or anything like that within these remakes. I think these are going to be faithful from the looks of the images in the trailer, just like what we played all those years ago. I think we may be in for a few surprises. Because, I mean, they do, they always spice up the remakes in some way, even if it's like a post-beating the Elite Four kind of thing. But for the most part, I do think it will be a pretty true-to-the-original remake, which I'm very excited about, because I have really missed Diamond and Pearl, because I lost my copies right after I beat it. I had in my computer box... Like a bunch of shinies and dark rye and like all these things, and then my copies just disappeared, and I was so upset. So to get the chance to really just experience these games again and to play it on the Switch is—it's near and dear to me. Those were probably my probably my third favorite version. My third favorite version of Pokemon was Pearl. You know, like I said in the last episode, Platinum is pretty much on my second to favorite, if not my favorite, depending on the day or week, 
of these series of games. I'm just, I'm truly excited about it. And in the trailer, we did see the mechanics of within the battling and the catching of possibly Pokemon Go. Not Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go. Now, I don't think that they're going to be the complete same mechanics. Like, I don't know if we're going to have the Pokeball again, like we did for Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. But I do think that the animation for the battles, I like that animation style for Let's Go, personally. Yeah. Let's Go was... That was a lot for the community to chew on, I think. They made some really big changes. And they did backtrack on some of those with some of the later remakes and stuff like that. But they were fun games. I think it's the same thing as what's going to happen with Arceus. It's lots of big steps, and whatever hits and works, they're going to keep, and whatever doesn't, they will move on from. I mean, these games evolve just like their Pokemon. Exactly. Now, because Pokemon Snap is so close to a release, let's well, let's wait to talk about Pokemon Snap until April when it comes out. We'll we'll play it and we'll 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 touch on it later. I think that's a good idea. It'll probably be about a month, but I can never go wrong with more Pokemon. You're right, you're right. So for the second half of this episode, I kind of wanted to talk about Ash Ketchum. And for those who have watched the anime or who just know anything about Pokemon at all, you probably have heard about the the 10-year-old boy Ash Ketchum who has, let's see, what is it, 20 years of Pokemon battling and catching experience through the anime every season, which each season has about, what, 80 or 90 episodes it feels like no 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 way more than that so many so many episodes so So many many episodes (laughs) each season ash ketchum is the star he's a 10 year old boy who with his pikachu goes out to become the best there is and he fights in the tournament at the end of every season and he's only won once in the alola version which i didn't personally see myself but i don't know if i would have picked that gen for him to win But I I think it was an interesting choice, nonetheless. But now we're back in the latest season, the one that's premiering on Netflix. And I think that we have an interesting opportunity for Ash Ketchum. I personally want to see Ash retire. I want to see his mantle passed on to go. And I I think that this is a possible ending for him and I'll, I'll i want to hear your opinion on it but for those who don't know go is the secondary character in this season and seems to be kind of following the same patch ash did on his on ash's first journey yeah i what i really wish would have happened with the series is i wish ash would have aged with the audience so i wish each generation of kids would have had a new hero and it, they wouldn't have stuck to Ash. I get Ash is beloved, but I don't know. My hope is that they do retire Ash and there's a time skip and they introduce a new character where who then encounters an older version of Ash who has finally achieved his dreams. Maybe they go and they try to fight the champion and the champion winds up being Ash Ketchum. You want to see Ash as the champion of a potential league? I would like to see Ash as someone who actually accomplished something after being a 10-year-old for 25 years with nothing to show for it. Absolutely. I think he needs to accomplish something. 
he's the hero of, <laughs> yeah, he's the hero of the story. So let him retire him and then come back with this really cool surprise of Ash being like this big shining hero. Well, that's what I think they're personally setting up in this season. I mean, the way that this tournament is, it's not an elite four in one region. You know, it's not just Kalos, like X, X and Y, X, uh, X, Y, Z. This one is the world championship that, you know, Leon is currently the champion of. And they go throughout the entire series of regions. So we're seeing him battle people from Kanto one day, and then he's going over to Hoenn the other day. I mean, each episode, it seems like he's almost in a new place within all the regions battling people. So it's not just a an Elite Four. It's the Elite Four of the Elite everything. It just, it, this is the world tournament. And honestly, I don't know if he will beat Leon and become the master. But regardless, I have an interesting idea of where I want Ash to end up. Hmm, let's hear it. So as like a walking out in the sunset, what I think Ash should do, I mean, we've been with him for almost 20 years now of people who have been watching the anime, this kid who's never grown up, it's it's time for him to hit the spotlight. You know, there was a couple seasons where I understood, you know, five, six seasons of having him as a main character, it makes sense. But he needs to get his due. You know, he needs to get what he's earned. And I personally think that the best way for him to do that, regardless of whether or not he wins the world championship, I think he needs to retire. I think he needs to have some big battle, prove to himself that he is the best of the best, which probably is going to be by winning. But then I think he needs to immediately retire. And I think the best way for Ash to be placed, I don't think, I don't want to see him as an Elite Four member. I don't want to see him as a champion of Kanto or any region. Where I think Ash is best placed is as a traditional gym leader probably at the first or second gym of any region, probably Kanto, because that's where he's from. I just, I want him to be the champion of Kanto. And also, I want him to be with Misty, because we all know that they belong together. They do not belong together. <laughs> they do not. Yes, they do. No, they don't. You, have you seen X and Y? No, I have not. Well, there's another girl. That I think is better destined to be with Ash. Now, I'm not saying that... Oh my god, that... Ash and Misty are totally toxic, but they belong together. Well, that's the thing, is that like they have a chemistry, but there is some toxic you know, aspects to their relationship. And I think that Ash's relationship with Serena from the X and Y series is just so wholesome. I mean, she has loved him basically since they were four, and they had the camp, or Ash, or excuse me, Professor Oak's camp. And throughout the entire series, you know, they had the the ending where she kissed him and she was always talking about how much she loved him. Yeah, I can see that face that you're making. It's crazy. What? It's crazy. They You've betrayed us. They they Nintendo end up I think us. that they should end up together. But regardless of that, he should win. He should retire. And I want to see him as like the first gym leader. Because if you watch Ash whether it's in this season or past seasons or any time that you see him in the anime, what's his favorite thing to do? Where does he find the most joy? It's not just in battling, but it's in teaching others how important Pokemon are, how the connection between the Pokemon and the trainer is so deep. 
And I think for him to be that first or second person to try to talk to these 10-year-olds as they're coming up trying to get the gym badge from him and him seeing the potential and seeing their eyes light up and saying, no, don't give up. I want you to beat me. I want you to be the very best, just like I was. I just think that is who Ash is. And I really believe that's where we're going to see him end up one day. Also, I think he should be one or two within a gym battle list, only because he's probably just going to stick with his Pikachu. I mean, let's be honest. He's had so many Pokemon over the years that he's Pikachu is his partner, and that's all he's going to battle with. Yeah. This first gym level one hundred Pikachu. Thunderbolt, go. Uh, the the solve all problems is Thunderbolt. But yeah, I'm just a Kanto purist because I'm old. That's pretty much it. Well, no, I th- I think it'd be great for to see him in Kanto. I just really think that him being you know a gym leader and giving that tutelage to these y- new young generation of trainers coming up would be amazing. And, you know, watching him walk off in the sunset, you know, seeing all the people from the past generations, you know, as he becomes champion. And, you know, you you scroll With over Misty. to the front row. You scroll over to the front row and everybody <laughs> who's sitting there, Misty, Brock, all of his other friends from the other generations. And then he, you know, comes down and he embraces Serena. I just think it would be a picture-perfect ending to this character and this journey that he has truly been on for 20 plus years. Oh, can we also about talk, talk about something that does desperately need to happen? Okay. We need to talk about an ideal conclusion for Ash's mom because she is as much a huge player in this series as Ash is, and I will not be convinced otherwise. Her and her creepy Mr. Mime. They come I mean, in clutch. she's already ended up with her Mr. Mime. I think that's I think that's about as much as we need of a I don't I don't really want to know anything else about the two of them, honestly. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Where do you think Ash's mom will end up? And is Mr. Mime creepy AF? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> also, Serena or Misty, or one of the other ones. Let us know that, too. We should do a poll. And let us know what you guys feel about these new games that are coming out. You know, are you more excited for the Gen 4 remakes or Pokemon Legends Arceus? Or Pokemon Snap. And why? But anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I know it's twice in a row we've been dealing with Pokemon, but we're going to switch gears on Wednesday, and we can't wait for you guys to hear what we have in store. But anyways, thanks for thanks for listening to Epic Catharsis. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Epic Catharsis. Check us out at our website, www.epiccatharsis.com, or you can check out our Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought. We'll be back Wednesday, so don't forget to subscribe for more episodes. Okay, bye.